everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 299. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And for some of you who don't know, today is Valentine's Day. So, if you have a significant other, happy Valentine's Day to you. If you were just single and mingle or single like whatever, happy Single Awareness Day. And for the rest of us who don't give a fuck, it's only Tuesday. And it's happy hour somewhere, so if you got one, drink up. (laughs) Man, I tell you, this Tito's Vodka and the Crystal Pepsi, it's on point. I'm telling you. It just tastes so crisp. And so clean. I'm, you know, it just does. Oh, man. I will have to take your word for it because I do not have vodka. Well, next time I come out there, I'm getting you a bottle of Tito's. Okay. Trust me. I think you found. I, I, I think you found a new best friend. <laughs> well, I indulged in a little uh, alcohol purchase of my own. And uh, I got myself some absinthe. Nice. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. So I got myself a new brand of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a higher proof. Lord Jesus. Yeah. I poured myself three shots of it. And I only have a shot and a half left. And I'm like, wee! God. (laughs) Can't take you anywhere, Mako-chan. Uh... Not when I have not when I have absinthe. No. Mm, I still remember the first time you took it too. Well, not really? The, not the first time you took it, but the first time I was there when you took it. Hmm. Yeah. You... I gotta come by and drink absinthe with you, Marco. All right. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to tell the story. This was one of the times I hung out with you during the weekend. It was you, me, and Dana. And I think that weekend, I think Nugs came over with Smash and Donkey Konga, but you were you were sick with something because I kept saying for the longest time you weren't sick that weekend. You said you were, so I'll take your word for it. You were sick, and you took a couple of shots of absinthe, and you were just just lollygagging on the fucking couch. Well, yeah, because absinthe is. Even though it's a liqueur, it's a very high-proof alcohol. Yeah, and I think we had to drive somewhere, and Dana was driving, I think it was her car, and you were in the back seat or something like that. It it was kind of crazy. I vaguely remember that. I don't remember that being an absinthe incident. It was absinthe. If, okay, I don't if, remember that. Okay. I, I right. remember being sick. I had a cold because I remember the night before mm-hmm. we were playing one of the karaoke yeah. songs and I couldn't sing because my voice was so harsh. Okay. So I know I was definitely sick, mm-hmm. but I don't remember drinking absinthe at that time. 
I remember drinking absinthe at the Halloween party okay. we had at your place. Okay, now if it wasn't absinthe, it was vodka. Cause I, it might have been vodka because I remember one time you came out with the stoli, you said something stupid, and we all just started laughing our asses off because it was fucking funny, you know? So. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that I like absinthe only because it is so high proof. Mm. Now, and it, you don't need a lot to go a long way. Like and, I said, we got to. We got to uh, drink to get that stuff together, Mako. And if we look in our chat room at live.voknetwork.com, Ray Jr. says, not that I drink, but is it absinthe that's sold in the U.S. not real absinthe? No, the absinthe I'm drinking is actually imported from France. Yeah. It's sold. It, the whole thing with absinthe, and this, is, this really goes back because it is such a high proof. Um, the herbs that are mixed in with it were thought to be hallucinogenic. That is the reason why for a very, very long time it was illegal to get in the United States. A few years back, uh, I want to say like 10 or so, maybe a little bit more, they found out that wormwood, not really hallucinogenic. Mm. It's just that because it's a liqueur and it tastes like licorice, most people will just drink the shit out of it, not realizing <laughs> that it's 65 proof, you know, 65% alcohol. Mm. So 130 proof? Yeah, it's a very highly proofed alcohol, even though it's a liqueur. So people will drink a shit ton of it, not realizing that, you know, it's going to get them shit-faced. So they end up getting very sick from it because they get shit-faced very quickly. Lush. Can we go with that, too? Lush? Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I do absinthe because, you know, sometimes you just want that feeling without having to chug an entire bottle of wine. You've chugged a bottle of wine before? So this experience talking? Um, we have had drunken podcasts before. Mm -hmm. My usual go-to is to get a bottle of wine and drink that through the podcast. Instead of doing that, though... I can have a shot or two of absinthe and feel the same way. Thus, not having to drink an entire bottle of frickin' wine. Because two shots sound a hell of a lot better than one bottle of wine. So, in other words, the next gift we should get you is like one of those big-ass uh, glasses that connect to a wine bottle? No, because then the wine gets warm. And if I'm going to drink wine, it has to be cold. So if you get the wine bottle glass, it's very, very warm by the time I get to the bottom and it's gross. Mm. If you want to chip in and get me something, though, Everclear. Just saying. Because that shit grows hair on your chest. Fair war war warning to people that don't drink, don't do shots of Everclear. Unless you want to feel like you were breathing fire for about a half hour. 
like those Yukon torpedoes. Remember Ari? Oh yes, those were yeah. delicious. What? I, I brought the entire broom party to an end when I slammed a glass down and said, "Can I get another?" Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the effects the next day of it. Ari is just still going. Like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. I'm just like, <laughs> you really are Italian. No, huh? I, I can shit. remember, you know, I took, like, sitting. Three I was in the other room playing Double Dragon on a projector. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I can remember at a convention. You were trying to get rid of the booze because there was a little bit in like three or four different bottles. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll take it. And I started doing shots of whatever was in the bottle, not realizing that one of them was, you know, Everclear or Everclear-esque. I, I felt like I was breathing fire for a half hour and went, can I have more? Oh. And yes, I mean that musician from the mid-90s. Imagine if we're I could ima- see now. Imagine back then I discover what swill was or mixing bo- mixing the drinks around. Imagine how much more fucked up we would have been. Yeah, I mean, I remember you guys leaving um, at uh, BronyCon, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the room by myself with a crap ton of booze and Everclear and just mixing everything and drinking it. You know what? I, I think what I'm going to start doing now for cons is, like, anything that's left over that's a little bit, I'm throwing it all in one bottle, and I'm putting a label on it calling, and calling it Con Booze, okay? What's in it? It's a mixture of stuff. What's in it? It's yeah. a mixture of stuff. What's in it? Would you like a shot? If it tastes bad, all you got to do is add some lemonade mix or something like that, sweeten it up, and it's delicious. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that. Effective Zenkai Con. Just be careful because some boozes do not mix well. Well, you well you will probably be you there. Put a lambo says that warning: drink at your own risk. Look, well, no, some boozes whiskey does not really go well with other boozes, just because whiskey is so strong. Tequila does not really go well with other boozes, right. now, now, just because it's so strong. So you have to proportion it correctly. Mm-hmm. If you have a shit ton of tequila and a little bit of vodka, do not mix them together. It is not going to taste good. Well, look at if you it. Have whiskey and tequila. Don't mix them together, because that's just sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the funny thing is, look, with the majority of the cons I'm going to, either one of y'all going to be there, so y'all gonna have to play booze judge to say it's just good to mix in there or not. You know. Yeah, you, you grab the bo- Yeah, here's I'm gonna be. I'm gonna grab the bottle of Franken booze. Take a sip and like, bleh, I'm clean. I'm clean. One another shot. Oh fuck yeah, hit me. Well, that's Lord. just the thing. If it tastes bad, you either add more juice or you add more liqueurs. Because all those really sweet ass berry liqueurs and shit like that cure everything. Well, and on this boozy Valentine's Day, <laughs> Lord, find out that Mako-chan is, you know, a lush. But we knew that already. Those who've been playing the home game know that you're a lush. Ari drinks all the booze, and I try to recover the booze. Or something mm. to that. But 
I drink responsibly. Okay, Ari, Ari, that's what we're going to call it, Franken-booze, okay? When we start mixing Mm -hmm. it, we're calling it Franken-booze. Awesome. So you need to make up labels that say Franken-booze that you can stick over the bottle so you know what it is. I'm going to ask people who know how to do artwork and make a fucking label so I can slap it on there. I'll put a request on my Facebook fan on the uh, Facebook page to uh, see if, see if anyone can come up with something, or maybe I'll try something if no one else comes up with anything. I'll, I'll probably put a post out starting tomorrow, or something like that, and see what we got. You know, but anywho, we've been lollygagging so long, and we got so much shit we're talking about. Plus, we have last minute news we're gonna roll up in here, and that's gonna make for an interesting topic for tonight. Um, I know y'all have been enjoying, like, these short shows. It's been, like, an hour 20, hour 25. I think we're probably going to hit an hour 40 or something like that by the time we're done. So I don't have work tomorrow, so I don't care. I know you don't. As for me, hey, when I get... It's it's all good in the hood. But, um, let's kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well... You know, my week and day has mostly been work stuff. They keep mm-hmm. sending me all over, all around the fucking turnpike, which really isn't do, doing much good for my uh, patience, because I hate going to the place they send me because it's a fucking mess. It's like you're side-questing or something. Yeah, only the, only I'm getting it, you know, I'm getting shorted on the uh, reward, the EXP rewards and stuff. Oh. Um, I did have a breakthrough with the... Uh, insurance companies regarding my car I can they're finally sending me the paperwork that I can actually sign to get the check for the the, for the repairs to my car and possibly a rental yeah but going back and forth you know the guy who originally handled my claim of progressive you left the comp left the company I think he got fired Mm. and my paperwork pretty much got lost in the shuffle over there but, you know, I, I finally, you know, made a, a whole shit ton of calls and finally got a definitive answer. Be like, look, motherfucker. Well, the calls are recorded for, uh, quote-unquote, training purposes, <laughs> so I had to uh, curtail that a little bit. See, also... There's a tactful way in doing it, so... Oh, I know, but... <clears throat> anyway, I... I went through my old games, I... I got all the old Pokemon games, which I don't play anymore, because I'm pretty much playing Sun and Moon, like Sun exclusively. Seriously, they're just sitting in my drawer not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I took them over to GameStop to sell them, thinking, okay, maybe I'll be able to put a little of that in the, the collector's edition of MLB 17 that I uh, reserved. Apparently, and I didn't know this, uh, the Pokemon games don't really you know, depreciate in value that much, even mm-hmm. if it is GameStop. Yeah. So I had like six or seven games, and and I'm getting 120 bucks plus for them. Damn. Nice. Which means I got to pay off the 100 bucks for MLB The Show, and I spent the rest of it to get Super Mario Maker for like, for like on the 3DS for like two bucks. That's not bad, dude. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun, but I'm so, you know, fucking broke as a joke for this week, so I may have enough money to get get gas to go to work and stuff, but that's about it. Gotcha. Hopefully, you know, 
hopefully ne next week after I get get the rent paid, I won't have that much of an issue. We can only hope. So yeah, that's all shit's been going for me. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, work, 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 booze, and yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, really, not a lot has been going on, uh, getting my cousin into more of my various, uh, fandoms, which is amusing. I love it. <laughs> We started watching numbers together. And it makes me happy. Because now I have somebody to watch numbers with and geek out. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, other than that, um... That's, I mean, that's really it. We got a little bit of snow last Thursday. I got to be off of work because of it not because there was a lot of snow just because you know they were projecting a lot of snow so they closed anyway and then we got like nothing so I had a very lovely snow day of not having to do anything it all works out in the end doesn't it yeah yeah it does yeah so other than that now I'm uh, plotting St. Pat's Day and a weekend of booze and fake Irish food. Aye! Yeah. <laughs> because just to let you all know, corned beef and cabbage, not really Irish. American Irish. Like the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because in Italy it's called an American story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if you go to Ireland for St. Pat's Day, be ready to be very disappointed. Unless you like to drink a lot. No, that's all American, you know, No, that's, that, that's just Ireland. You can go there and you can drink a lot, but if you're looking to have an actual St. Pat's party, they come here. Really? Yes. St. Pat's Day is a very big Irish tourist season because they do not do what we do. So people that go there thinking, oh, this will be great. We're going to go to Ireland for St. Pat's Day. Be prepared to be very disappointed unless you are in a very, very touristy area. Mm. Because they come here. Why am I not surprised by that? Well, it's just like anything, really. I mean, it all comes over here and gets twisted. So, uh, you know, people go and go, Oh, hey, you know, let, let's try real Mexican food, and they go, ew. Or let's try real Italian food, and they go, ew. I wouldn't mind trying... I would love to try authentic uh, Italian food. I'd be like, I'm, I'd be all over that shit. Well, I can make you authentic Italian food. Says the I person, who says the person who does, who's not big on various pastas, okay? There, I like homemade pastas. Okay. I like Italian food. Pasta is not necessarily needed for every Italian dish. Okay. They're meat dishes, they're vegetable dishes... 
And seriously, Italian pizza is amazing. And no, it is not anything like the pizza you get here. Is that what we call a marguerite? Uh, yes. And, and, you know, that was invented by an Esposito. I'm just going to put that out there. Lord. Subtle. Subtle as a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> you can thank me later for that. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, Ranma, how was your weekend day? Interesting. Well, first thing first, I actually stayed at home and tried to knock out some of my photos from NDK, but half the time I found myself catching up with TV and dealing with the mini flood in my house. Now, here's the thing. I've told you about how my place floods, but there's a leak in my floor, so I'm just putting paper down. So I'm waiting on the landlord to get back to me to see if I have to hightail it for a couple days to be somewhere else or not. So that's basically the gist of that. Now, if you remember, I spoke sometime ago, I was working on a side project where I had a laptop and I don't know if I said, but after that project, I went to get rid of it, but I couldn't sell it because this model is out of, is no longer being made. And, and according to Amazon, it's considered a collectible, so I need a professional, a professional uh, profile. And I wasn't paying forty bucks a month to sell something that was like a hundred dollars. So I just found that a friend of mine, she's kind of kickstarting her new, her life. So I sent her my old laptop, a case. I sent her my old battery pack. My Chromecast, because I got an Amazon Fire Stick, and I'm still working on adding stuff to that. And let's just say that Fire Stick is so much better than the Chromecast. I just gotta find the right app to stream stuff to. Other than that, it's good, because I don't need to stream stuff like apps to the Chromecast. I just log in on the stick, and we good. Um, That basically has been it for my weekend day besides work. Oh, and... I actually caught up with an a internet friend I've known for about 15 years online through Cosplay.com. She was actually in town because she had an interview. So I ended up um, meeting up with her during that snowstorm. I actually left the damn house to do this because I said, fuck it. I refuse to let... Fi- I refuse- It took us 15 years to actually meet. I was not going to let a bit of snow come between us. So we went. We actually had lunch at Wagamama. It's highly overrated for a Japanese cuisine restaurant. You pay more for how it looks. And I posted a picture because I wanted a coffee. They gave me an Americano. I'm expecting like a mug of coffee. I'm just like, fuck it. I need the, I, I need the caffeine. So, that's been my weekend day, and what I've been doing for like the last 10 minutes is going through my personal Facebook to my friends who do Love Live cosplay, and I've been putting Love Live uh, Valentine's Day cards on their walls. Yeah, I'm going through and liking the ones that I'm finding. <laughs> yeah. I've tagged other people, but since we're not, you know, we're not friends with them, you're not going to see it, but still, I'm like, I, I just had to, so... And if, if they did multiple ones, I'm just throwing the next one up, right? Like, like a little gallery, like, you've done these cosplays, you know? So, 
Yeah, I can't wait to actually get together with everybody in cosplay. Mm. <sighs> All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and um, take our first break. And when we get back, when we get into the news, and if you notice from the pre-show, it's a bit of a Valentine's-themed pre-show, and some of the music as well, so... And I'm hoping that this track plays, um... I'm actually gonna see if I can find a backup, because... Because when you have album anime soundtracks, you always realize you have multiple copies of that one song, because... You may have, like, the Greatest Hits collection... And it's on there. Then you have the season one soundtrack and the song is on there too. So thankfully I can just look and be like, okay, I have that in there just in case. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to tell you about some important news that kind of hit the internet just hours ago. So yeah, we'll be back. I'm 
I have to admit, for as much lollygagging we did in the beginning of the show, we actually caught up pretty damn well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, l let me tell you. Now, for some of you, it's easy for you to get anime and import anime and import CDs and DVDs and stuff. It's kind of easy now. But back, you know, back when anime was really popular, you wanted to get to import stuff, you had to go online. There were sites like CD Japan, J-List, and if you knew how to navigate Amazon C J Japan as well, and a few other sites. And it's still popular to this day because, especially on the aspect of getting merchandise and music, because we will always get the anime, but for the music, you have to import it. Now, one of the known importers, I mean, one of the known production companies out of Japan, Avex. If you don't know Avex, um, they have a line called Avex Music. And they have a very popular artist on there um, known as Ayumi Hamasaki. So, and I think a lot of you have heard of her. Um, I'm actually going through my collection right now. See if you may have heard something of hers. Okay, like, you may know this song. This you may, you may have heard of. If you don't know, it's called Trauma. And there's tons of remix albums. A lot of, like, the dance club music that comes out and some of the stuff I play during the holidays comes out of Avex. Now... The publishing company, Avex Pictures, which is now owned by the parent company, Avex Group, <coughs> has put an export ban on their Blu-rays, DVDs, and CDs. This means you cannot import their stuff. You can only buy it domestically. Now, if you don't know what, who Avex Pictures, the titles that they put out, there are three titles that you should know off the top of your head. One, not so much. Number one, Osamatsu-san. Second one, One Piece. And the third one that's got the fangirls gushing like nobody else's business, Yuri on Ice. Every single online shop that sells, that carries itself, is not allowed to do this. Now, there has been an update. Anything that's under the AVEX Group title, a company, under that, that ban falls across. So, whatever... This means mm -hmm. Galaxy Express 3.9. Mm -hmm. This means the Bayonetta anime movie they did. Uh, damn, what were the other ones? There are a couple of actually really, really popular anime. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pulling up the link right now. Because there is... Avex actually has a list of stuff that they put out on their site. They actually have an idol anime called Prepara. That is on that list. Yes, Shinji Ikari, Assassin Assassination Classroom. That's the one I was thinking of. Yep. That's on there. Initial D, the movie. 
Naruko-san, you probably know those two. The Yokai Watch movie, but you ain't got to worry about that shit because that's already coming out through another company, quote unquote. And Fairy Tale, that's also on that list as well. Now, on the plus side, there are companies that have the American rights, so you can still pick up the DVDs. As for the music, not so much. And see, I think that might be part of the reason why they're doing it. Is that, you know, at least here, we have a lot of these titles licensed. And if people are still getting them from Japan, that means that the license holder here is losing out on money. And yeah. if that's the case, they might not hold the license. Like for like, Meaning that the... Hmm? No, I was going to give an example, but go on, go on. Well, if that's the case, and the parent company, which a lot of this is done by Funimation, if they decide not to renew the license, that's, you know, money that this parent company is now losing. So, I mean, a couple of CDs or DVDs or Blu-rays here and there don't necessarily make up for the huge amount dropped on the licensing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because, I mean, just with some of the titles that are, you know, that are part of this, especially with, you know, the popularity of One Piece, the popularity of, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, Oh, and like the 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 crap that's coming out for One Piece. You just got the new movie, Gold. Um, yes, uh, Galaxy Express is having this whole resurgence now because of you know nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That it's it's coming out here again. It was relicensed, so that's what makes me think that you know they're doing this because they don't want the companies that hold the licenses in other countries. To lose out on the money, making them lose out on the licensing fees. In a way, it's sort of like if you remember, if you follow the gaming blogs, how GameStop has like this circle of life thing where they'll sell you the used game, but instead of the new one because they get a higher profit margin. Now, in this, it's kind of different. I think it's kind of ridiculous of the ban because when... When their stuff is being sold directly overseas, they're getting a bigger profit per per item as opposed to the royalties that they're getting off of stuff that's being licensed, you know? Not necessarily. I think it fully depends on the license. I mean, if... Let's say there's a niche for some of the titles that are out there and, you know, a lot of people here like it they can raise the licensing fee. And some of these licenses are going for millions of dollars. True. Is that really, you know, the same as getting, you know, say a couple, you know, 10,000 people buying a DVD or Blu-ray? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it still sucks, though, but, you know, you do what you got to do. And what's going to happen is, because of this, the torrenting is going to go, keep going. It's going to go a little bit higher up, especially on the music side of things. 
again, I, I, I own up. I do torrent anime and music. But if the series is popular enough and I like it enough, I will buy it. Yes, I did torrent um, Love Live. Back in September, I dropped $150 on both seasons and the movie. Because that's how much I enjoyed it. And I supported my fandom. As for the music, don't have that type of money. But if, 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 there is, I w- if anything, I would buy the best collection. Which has a nice variety of the music to show how much I love the fandom and giving back. You know. And that's what's what going on. Usually, like, when's the, is that like a collector's edition? What do you mean? Like the, the version you were just telling me about. No, you know how when anime comes out, they put out like season one soundtrack season. There's like the best collection, like the best tracks of that, of the series and stuff that, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was just a typical greatest hits, you know, album. Mm-hmm. Anywho, now that we got the hour away, maybe in the f- maybe as time goes on, they'll kind of change their mind. But it's best that we just sit back, relax, and just see how things roll. All right. So, yeah. The other thing that I was thinking is if they're coming out with an American branch, that might be why they are stopping. Imports. That could be because I mean, like, Aniplex is doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that way, way they don't have to import it and spend the tax fees and all of that to have it sent here and all of that when they have the imports here already. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to wait for more information. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Ari, tell us about the next story coming up. How we're number one. We're number one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, so there was a there's a world a DDR World Championship recently, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Chike, aka I am Chris for life, was one of a handful of Americans invited to Japan to compete in the DDR World Championship. It was the first time players from the states had ever been asked to attend, and Chike wasted no time winning the entire thing. <clears throat> Included as a part of the Six Konami Arcade Championship, itself hosted. A at the Japan Amusement Expo, the DDR World Championship pits some of the best pl- players in the world against one another to see who can move their feet to the beat most exactly. In years prior, the, Kore- the person that had been South Korea's Fifems, F-E-F-E-M-Z, mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck I pronounce that, he won both the 2015 and 2016 championships, but fell short this year against Chike, who took the finals 6,005 to 5,974. His fellow American, Jeff Lloyd, a.k.a. Funga, managed to play third, edging out Japan's own Oma, spelled O-4-M-A, who came in fourth. Mm-hmm. The three songs selected for the finals were Dead End, Groove Radar Special, Paranoia Revolution, and Egoism 440. Anyone who's ever made a fool of themselves trying these songs at an arcade in public knows how terrifying it can be, but Chica wasn't faced. And why would he be? It was only last fall that he set the world record for Egoism. Egoism 440 or Challenger with a perfect full combo of 998,850. In the competition earlier today, he hit a, P- a perfect a perfect full combo of 989,860, just over 20,000 higher than Fifems. That's how I'm going to fucking pronounce it. Mm. <laughs> I just want to say it's always been my dream of being an 
international DDR champ ever since I was 13. That's what he, what he told the crowd. He said, I'm taking the title back to America. Uh, long before becoming an unstoppable force in the DDR world, Chike was known for showing off his godlike guitar hero abilities in videos like YouTube, and then apps of things like slaying dragon forces through the fire and flames on expert. Back oh. then, he was regularly being called the Tony Hawk of Rhythm Games. It was 2008, and he was still in high school worried about AP exams. Now he's a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania and the best DDR player in the world. <clears throat> but even though Chuck was the number one seed going in, the tournament's finale still ended up being close. After we finished playing the first six songs, I was down by 35 points. I was a little worried Fifi's was going might be able to pull through for the win, but once I saw what he scored on the third song, Egoism 440, I was pretty confident I was going to pull ahead for first place. And in the end, it was the ground he made up there, that song that ended up propelling him in the first place. Mm. Now an international champion, Chike says he's going to work on claiming as many more DDR Ace World Records as he can. So, yeah, good for him. I mean, I probably would have got it like a quarter away through my song before my legs fucking burst into flames, so... That's usually me by the third track. I, there have been times Makuchaga vouch. She looks... When I play, it looks like I'm about to have a heart, have a heart attack or a stroke or both. There is video of this. Yes, there is. <laughs> Gotta help our asses off the machines. <clears throat> and then, God forbid, I find out people are watching me and I just start fucking up even more. Well, you've never faceplanted on the machine, have you? No. I th so there's that. I have not knee-dropped. I, I, I think... Wait, knee-dropped? Knee it's like, all right, you know how... Picture the DDR pad. Now, if the last two arrows are like a left-right, foot on the left, knee-drop to the right or something like that. Knee-drop. Oh, I thought you meant like you slipped and you end up hitting uh -oh. one of the arrows with your knee and probably shattering your kneecap. <laughs> no, because of how sense, because of the sensing, the sensors are on the pads. A simple tag, like your knee hitting it, basic on a hitting it just enough, it goes through. Huh? Didn't know that. Yeah. And this is all I have to say. Nice to know you're being so mm. humble about it. Well, it's Murka. That's all I gotta say. So, anywho, at least he didn't play America. Fuck yeah! It wouldn't. Have, it would not have applied to to the song to the article. You'd be surprised how little that stops people. Yeah, but I actually have common fucking sense. I know how to theme shit. I'm not being a, a dick tonight, don't. so. Not really, really, but, you know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Alright, so anyway, um. Let's see, what do we have here? Um, Marco, won't you tell us what's going on with uh, Love Live? Okie dokie. So, um, the first series of Love Live, uh, due to its popularity, one of the girls ended up having a run as the face of Sega. 
Um, Rin ended up, yeah, Rin ended up promoting um, various puzzle games and things like that, including uh, Puyo Puyo Puzzle Game. Due to a new series for Love Live, Mm -hmm. they decided to uh, have a contest where they would have one of the new girls be the new Sega PR girl. And it was announced that Hanamaru will now be the new face of Sega. And yeah, and an official collaboration uh, image will be revealed later on. Uh, She was chosen by popular vote, uh, perhaps because of her strong work ethic. Um, And it seems fitting because it says that Maru is canonically inspired by Rin. I don't see this, Mm. but whatever. I'm happy because Maru is one of my favorite characters from the new series because, yay, bookworms! Wait, so your team Hanamaru? I love her because she's a bookworm. Okay. She is... She is one of my top three. Who are your other two? Um. Um. Not telling. It's okay. I won't give not you. Not telling. Sh- Fine, I'll tell you my top three, but I think you already know who they are. So. It's Yoshiko. She's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> Madi. Uh, yeah. And Daya. She's my number three. See? <laughs> As I was talking to a friend of mine, Daya is like Nico, but extra bitchy, you know? Extra bitchy diva-ish, you know? Yeah, it's just how she ends up. Um, yeah, I... I... I actually end up liking these girls a lot more than I like the originals. Uh, the original series, I really only like, you know, three or four of the characters out of the nine. Mm-hmm. And this one, I find myself actually enjoying more of the characters. Like, I like Kana. I like Dia. I like Rico. I like Ruby because she's just freaking adorable. Ruby's, a, she's just a little darling, innocent little thing. She's just so cute. Ruby is, Ruby is like the, is the new. Um, she's the new Kotori, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I, it, it's hard because depending on what I'm seeing, my top three will change for the new series. Whereas I really only like three or four in the original. Mm. And I'm not into Love Live at all, so I'm just, you know, completely lost. Have you watched it at all, or...? Maybe one or two episodes with you, but that's about it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, Maru is definitely, you know, at least number one, sometimes number two. uh, Mainly because she is just this, this bookworm. And she's not afraid to be a bookworm. Fair enough. 
Yeah, I I do admit she she is a bit of a she is an adorable little thing, so Anywho. Now, like some of y'all know me now, I like my anime music. I will pull uh -huh. a lot of like stuff together. Now, and it's no surprise, I would have like maybe three or four versions of, of a particular song or something like that. But I kind of draw the limit at like five or six. Hell, when I go bumming through YouTube for Love Life remixes, I kind of keep chill on how many different remixes I have and I actually listen to see which ones I like. But what's interesting is that there is a three CD set of City Hunter coming out. Now, here, here's the catch. It's a three CD set of 33 different versions of the ending theme of City Hunter. Wow. That's what I said. The group TM Network, which features Tetsuya Komuro, Takashi Utsunomiya, and Naoto Kine, are working on it. It's called the Get Wild Thanks 30th Anniversary Album, which is supposed to be the working title. And on there, it's going to be 33 different versions of the song Get Wild. Now, what it is that the original version was released as their tenth single on on back in '87, and it was used as the ending theme to the show. It got so popular that the group has performed it in various arrangements and versions over the years. It's like when you go to a concert and your favorite artist they sing one of their most popular songs, but they do it like maybe like as a power ballad, or it's with this group or that group. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Now, in this 33 album set, 20 of those versions is by the group TM Network. It's their different versions they've done in studio and live. The remaining 13 are remixes. And you know something? I might have to check this out. I wish I had gotten a chance to finish City Hunter when I had the chance. It is one of those classic animes from the late 80s, early 90s. So, you think they're kind of overdoing it with 33 different versions? Just a little. I... Considering that they have 20 different versions and it's it's studio versions and mm -hmm. live versions and it, it might sound the same, but because it was done in a different area, they're including it. Mm -hmm. I'm much more interested in the remixes and covers just because I don't need 20 versions of the same people singing the same song. Fair enough. Can you think of any other song, like, any other like anime theme, like you know, 
opening or ending that has as many versions to it? Not anime, but I know that there are certain um, artists like, I'll, I'll example MC Chris. When he puts out a new song or a new album, uh, he will actually have his fans do remixes of, you know, certain songs, and then he will put them together and give them out to people. So, I mean, that I like because it's a bunch of different people doing it, but this is weird. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, different songs that, like, like popular popular enough that like get covered or re-recorded and coming up with things like a uh, cruel angel thesis mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah chala head chala mm-hmm. and uh, a Mizazai, lot of the Mizazai, a lot of pokemon the, master yeah a lot of the sailor moon songs too have been covered and recovered yep. and done by various people and remixed so that that might be something there's probably a, a very large amount of Sailor Moon music that is done like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering the various the 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 different um, language versions that are uh-huh. out there alone that are taking the exact same beat and the same theme and just rewording it for their own language. So, I mean, you've got a that's you know that's a handful right there. Sounds about right. But then you can say that with most of the anime openings that end up having various different language versions. I mean, how many different language versions are there for the Ranma opening? <laughs> there is the original I know you. I know you have a handful. There of is them. the Mexican version. There is the Spanish version. There is the Italian version. And then there's the French version, which is on its own little parallel universe. Really? Like, what's so weird about it? <laughs> okay. Alright. Y'all heard the opening theme of Ranma, right? Y- y- you know yeah. yeah, okay? Now, this is the French opening. Ah. <sighs> Okay, then. See? Let's not even get into German Sailor Moon, okay? <laughs> let, let, let's not. Is it perform? Is Moonline Dead Sets performed by Rammstein? What are we talking about? Um, oh, right. That does sound awesome. It would. But Ron, I mean Ari, how well do you know music as in like techno remixes and stuff like that? Not as nearly as well as you, I don't think. Now, here's the thing: a lot of remixes come out of Europe, and you have like Eastern European remixes. There's German techno mixes and stuff like that. I I know I have the full version of the opening to Sailor Moon somewhere, but this is the opening theme in Germany. Oh, Sailor Moon. Kämpfe für den Sieg über Dunkelheit. Heute deinen Traum von Gerechtigkeit. 
doesn't sound that bad. Three, two, one, got to beat. Yeah, it doesn't sound that bad, but does it sound anything like what it's supposed to? Exactly. Like... And don't ask me how I came across this. This is Moon Revenge in German. But I will say, I have heard the open, the second opening theme to Ranma Little Day in German is actually not bad. And let's not even get into the Yiddish version of Pokemon. <laughs> yes, let's not. Oh, why not? I don't have it, but Ari, when you get a chance, YouTube Pokemon themes around the world. That's it. That's all you need to do. Bunch of mushugana schmucks. Like, like, ugh. I'll probably have to do it tomorrow because I'm going yeah. right to bed after this. That's cause... why, yeah, I mean, when you, t I said sometime this week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, anywho, Ma, whoever wants to go next, take this next one. Uh, or I can take it because I want the next one. Oh, okay. All right, let me bring it up. Uh, Crunchyroll announces its own anime convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, dubbed Crunchyroll Expo, this anime, manga, and video games and cosplay-focused convention will have various exhibits and, quote, feature a host of special events, premieres, and interactive features. The Expo will take, will take place at the Santa Clara Convention Center in Santa Clara, California, and run from August 25th to 27th. Crunchyroll will be working with events co company Left Field Media for the convention. Those interested in attending the event can head over to the Crunchyroll Expo website to sign up for additional information, including when tickets will be available for purchase. Alongside the announcement of Crunchyroll Expo, the streaming service is celebrating a major milestone, as Crunchyroll has now over 1 million paid subscribers. Earlier this year, Crunchyroll also announced it will bring various anime movies and shows to theaters starting this April. I kind of feel it's a missed opportunity because they totally could have gone with CrunchyCon. That's what I was thinking! It rolls off the tongue so much better. Yeah, but they were, you know what? That's what they probably thought at first. But they want, I think they want to be a little bit more professional, which is why they went with uh, Crunchyroll Expo. I guess Crunchycon would be, a, would be an anime where people get stoned and listen to anime music. Lord. Hello and welcome to IGN Anime Club. I, I don't know. Crunchycon just has very negative connotations with me. Say what? I said Crunchycon just has very negative connotations with me. How? Um, every time I hear CrunchyCon, it makes me think CrustyCon. Oh. Something bad happened there, or... I think reference to The Simpsons. Uh, no, it just, you know... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, Singer. You know, what do conventions end up being? A bunch of, you know... Fair People enough. trying to get laid. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, crunchy I, I, becomes crusty. Thank you. Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord. That's all I gotta say. <sighs> Next. Yes, please. Next. So it has been announced that they have cast Jennifer Connelly as the villain for the live action Battle Angel movie. 
And this excites me because I love her. Who is she going to play, though? Um... It just says that she's going to play one of the film's villains. Mm. So... I'm not sure, you know, who exactly she's going to play, but it'll be amusing to see her as a bad guy. Because I love her. But yeah, so um, there's a whole list of various actors and actresses that will be in this movie. Um, some of them, Christopher Waltz, which you might know from Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Spectra, and The Legend of Tarzan, is going to be playing Dr. Dyson Ito. Ooh. Um, the star will be our Rosa Salazar, who was in Maze Runner, The Scorched Trials, The Divergent Series, and Man Seeking Woman. She will be playing the lead role. Um, and I, I, I can't say his real name anymore because, you know, he's just always going to be Francis to me. Um, Ajax (laughs) (laughs) is going, yeah, he's going to be playing a villain as well. Uh, Keen Johnson from Nashville and Spooksville is going to be playing Hugo. And then there's, you know, just a whole list that you can find online of various actors and actresses that they have been getting together. Um, I'm really looking forward to this because I do love the series and the actors that they've been getting in seem like pretty decent fits for who they will actually be playing. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's going to come down to what visuals we'll start seeing. Um, They haven't even begun shooting, you know, film yet. They're still getting, you know, people together. But I'm actually excited over this one. Start shooting in October, it says. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're taking their time with it. Um, James Cameron is producing it. And as he is a huge fan of the series, it 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 gives me hope that he's not going to fuck it up. I can just hear RuPaul going, and don't fuck it up. Yeah. So, as I said, I mean, I have a lot of hope for this one. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. That's all I gotta say. It's wonderful. Okay. I'm also a big fan of it, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, one of the few animated live-action films I'm looking forward to one way or another. So, moving right along. Let's bring let's bring things back to pretty much almost everyone's favorite Gundam series, Gundam Wing. And somewhere in the back of back in Mako Chan's mind, she's going Hero. 
No. All right, she's going it's... duo. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I got mixed up with Hero from um, Heroes, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that is the hero that I love. Mm-hmm. Scott. <laughs> so, anywho, North American publisher Vertical announced that they have licensed one of the new uh, stories of Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz, The Glory of Losers. Better known in Japan as New Mobile Report Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz, The Glory of the Losers. This manga launched in Katakawa's Gundam Ace magazine back in 2010 as an adaptation of the anime series back in 95. It throws, throws in a bit of the OVA and the Episode Zero manga and the Frozen Teardrop novel series. It's pretty much what I could tell. He's bringing a little bit of everything. They're bringing it all together in one seamless manga. So this seems to be kind of interesting. Ogusa, uh, Tomofumi Ogasawara drew the manga and Gundam Ring writer Katsuyuki Sumisawa is credited for the scenarios and so forth. The manga is actually still ongoing in Japan, so I have to think it's gonna sound like it's gonna be pretty damn good. Yeah, I wonder how much of uh, Frozen Teardrop is going to be brought into this. Isn't that where you find out years later Hero was like in, in, like in, in cryostasis or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it deals with you know everybody's kids, and they surprisingly look a hell of a lot like their parents. Mm. Generation copying, yay! Yes, and spoiler alert: I don't like what happens with Duo. Well, I th- if it's what I think it is, I don't know, but it's not like Verlina Peacecraft walks up to Hero and goes, "Here's your child." Well, no, because in this, Hiro is still, like, 16. I know. I'm just saying (laughs) shit like that. That would be kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm just saying shit like that has happened in various mangas and people's fan fictions. What is wrong with you people? Here's your kid. But why? I'll kill you. Yeah. What's really amusing is um, I started reading a fan fiction years and years back before uh, Frozen Teardrop actually came out and it actually had where Hero was frozen in cryo and uh, ended up being defrosted and everybody else is older and he's just like what the fuck? (laughs) What the hell happened to you all? (laughs) I I know what it's adapting and you know because it's said in the article but with a name like the Glory of Losers, it makes me picture some, you know, some B or C squadron, you know, mobile suit, you know, pilots who just, you know, the, the fuck-ups that they send off to, uh, like, to missions that they don't expect them to come back from. You know, it's like glorified, you know, cannon fodder. So, Gundam suit rejects? <laughs> so or like you... in a, a Gundam Bad Company. So I'm along the bad company. So I want to end up in some good company. So you're saying Gundam Seed then? <laughs> oh, <ouch. laughs> Holy goddamn! <laughs> I'm probably gonna post it on my Facebook just to see people lose their shit. <laughs> Please do. Gundam Seed wasn't horrible. It just wasn't really Gundam. <laughs> 
That's what some people were saying about Gundam Wing, but it worked. <laughs> no, Gundam Wing at least had Gundams. <laughs> Gundam Seed is basically, look, my eyes glow. Open Gangnam Seed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you're making it worse. It's not like Sai is piloting Wing Zero. I mean, come on. <laughs> and you're probably picturing that right now. <sighs> you're welcome. All right, who has the next story? Mako, are you taking it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, is it my turn? I think it's your yes. turn, yeah. Oh, duh, stupid mm-hmm. me. Uh, let's see, the Final Fantasy franchise's 30th anniversary, holy shit, it announced on January 31st, the series is inspiring its first original manga this spring. Hazuki Minase, who wrote C3, is pu- providing a story for the manga titled Final Fantasy Lost Stranger, and Itsuki Kamea, <clears throat> Kaiden Tochu no Big Noise, is illustrated in the series. The March issue of Square Enix's monthly Shonen Gangan magazine is confirming the manga adaptation of Friday. On Friday. <clears throat> Minase's C3 light novel series inspired an anime adaptation in 2011. He also wrote scripts from all four of the Fate Khalid Liner Prisma Ilya television anime series. I probably butchered the fuck out of that, but okay. Eh, the upcoming issue of monthly Shonen Gangan offers also revealing that said Susuchi Sakurai, classmate and Kenimura Yukawa Koitai, will launch an Ore Sue Irata comedy manga series in April and March 11th. Daisuke Takashima will illustrate the series. The story follows a man who is reincarnated in another world as the most powerful as her most powerful staff. He forces a girl who dislikes him to become a magical girl and acts as her producer. In quotes. The Final Fantasy franchise is celebrating its 30th anniversary with game collaborations, a snow sculpture at Sephora Snow Festival, and a re-release of Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age on PlayStation 4 this July. Mm-hmm. I may have to check it out and see. But, you know, I actually have to finish Final Fantasy Unlimited. Too bad the series, the, mo- the anime ended shorter than normal, so... I think the last half of it became a, um, a book or something like that, or an anime book or something. I, I don't, I don't remember. <clears throat> At least it'll be better than thirteen. Well, I suppose. That reminds me, I still gotta get around to getting my PS3 fixed. God, I'm so lazy. <laughs> And all right, and because it, it is Valentine's Day, and I asked Mako trying to do a bit of some searching around, and she came across a couple of lists. You know, whenever there's like various holidays or special events, some websites will put together like a top ten list for that themed series or that day. I mean, this is Valentine's Day. Now we're looking at one site put together their top ten. For 2017. Number 10. Plastic Memories. Okay. I can see that. Number 9. Ukami to Koshinro. Better known as Spice and Wolf. Okay. I can get with that. Number 8. Aoharu Ride. Or Blue Spring Ride. I've never seen that one. So I'll take their word for it. Number 7. Nijiro Days. Or Rainbow Days. Another series I didn't see. So I'll give them. I'll give them their word for it. 
Number six. I didn't even see half of these. Same. Number six. Never I've never even of heard of half these. Yeah. Oh, you too? Number six, Orange. Okay. Number five, Skip Beat. Okay, I've heard of Skip Beat, so. Never seen it, though. Number four, we actually talked about this uh, in last week's episode. Kimino Nawa, your name. Number three, Ore Monogatari, my love story. Another one I've heard of. This one actually looks good. Yeah. Number two, Anohi Mitahana no Namewa Bokotachi wa Mada Shirenai. Anohana, the flower we saw that day. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I can, I get that one. And number one, Akagami no Shiryuki Hime, Snow White with the red hair. I've heard of that series, but I've never watched it. Now, we've came across another another list from, hmm, excuse me, 2016. And it's more along the lines of a romantic comedy. Okay, that I can get with. Number 10, Onigai Teacher. Oh, 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 load. That's all I got to say is load. If you have not seen this series, find a way to. It, it, it is hilarious. Number nine, Katikano. Better known as his or her circumstances, but everyone knows it as Katikano. That's a good one. And I don't know why they put it, the list like this. Number eight, Honey and Clover. Heard of it. I'll take it. I'll take the word for it. Number seven, Myself, Yourself. I've not heard of that one, so I'll say okay. Number six, True Tears. That one I've never heard of. Number five, Nisekoi. Heard of that one, but I've not watched it. I know of it, so I can say, yeah, I'll give it that, that credit. Number four, Toradora. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Number three, Kimiki's Pure Rouge. I've heard of that one, so... Number two, Clonade. Okay, and number one, Clonade After Story. Okay. I won't go into a long diatribe, but for romantic comedy anime... I would throw Love Hina up there. Mm-hmm. And I would also throw um, Shin Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that one I can say. Yeah, because in that one, he actually picked someone. It was a cop Who out. Who did he pick? Some, some bitch named Sayuka or something like that. I... Yeah, but that's because she was, you know, basically drugging him mm-hmm. through somebody else. And I think... Kodocha could go up there, because it's like kids being romantic and shit, stupid shit, you know, like how we were in elementary, more or less, you know, I can kind of get with that. Eh. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's a bit of a stretch. Sometimes harem animes, it's a hit or miss, but you know, which is why I really didn't say Ranma one half, because it was more comedy than it was romance. Romance. Yeah. Plus, you know, Love Hina also gets a bad rap because of the, uh, because of the girl being the guy getting beat up by a girl constantly, you know, sets a whole bunch of double standards. Eh. I actually, actually started writing a fanfic called Love Ranma, where it was Ranma graduating from from high school, and he found out he had an aunt running a hot spring, and pretty much Ranma and Naru would just butt heads back and forth, because when she would swing on him... And, she, and he'd block it. Block counter. He'd make some snide comment like... a. Like as if she was a Kane, but he keep forgetting there are other girls that live there, so he tends to get caught off guard. And it was, and I wrote it whereas it kind of tested his relationship between him and Akane. If the if the engagement was still going to be strong enough, 
if he actually cared, or would he end up with Naru Naru Sagawa or somebody else? So I might have to dig that up and actually probably go back and rewrite it. I don't know. So now that we got that out the way, and you know, normally I always have the Skype line open, so what, that's what I'm going to do right now. And normally I have it open around the last couple of tracks, but I'm going to do that right now as the Skype computer uh, sh selflessly boots itself up. And I don't know why that track is in there, so i got to get rid of that. So we're going to go ahead and do strange news from Japan. I'm taking the last article. Let me take a look at this list. Yeah, I can see that. I'll take the second one because it kind of relates to things I've seen around here. So, And I kind of figured Mako would take the first one. Sure. So right now, the Skype line is open. So if you want to give us a buzz on Skype, um, you can hit us up at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraint. And we'll try to fit you in while we're doing the strange news from Japan. So we'll see how that goes. And let's go ahead and get going. Um, Mako, go for it. All right. So a single mom is suing a nursing school in Japan after being suspended. Um, and it's basically because of her tattoos. <sighs> so, I mean, this is Japan, so true, let's true. not, you know, get all huffy. I know, I know. It's complete, you know, cultural issues there. Uh, but Japan still sees tattoos as a mark of criminals. It started in the Edo period, um, where tattoos were used to mark criminals, and then became very popular with Yakuza and other organized crime networks. Mm -hmm. um, while attitudes have slowly been changing, especially in the youth, not everybody is still okay with that. Now, before we continue, we actually have a call on the Skype line. I'm going to go ahead... And bring it in real quick. And let me bring the microphone down. And I'm going to adjust the volume so everything's up and running. And it's connecting. And I don't know why it's still connecting. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Okay, caller. You might want to turn the webcam off because it is slowing your connection to us. So, would you... so we'll try it again. You're live with Anime Jam Session. Who are we chatting with tonight? Okay, I think it's going through. And the call freaking dropped. Damn you, Skype gods! So, I guess we try it again. Alright, caller. Give, give it a couple of minutes and try back if you like. Uh, Mako, could you please continue? Yes, as long as you don't interrupt me again. Wolf. Yes. Um, so basically, a 20-something-year-old woman living in Tokyo enrolled in nursing school last April. Uh, April is the academic start of the year in Japan. As part of their training, 
there are times when students must change their clothes in front of other people. And this is when it came to light that the woman has tattoos on her back and other unspecified body parts. Mm-hmm. Once the school found out, they basically informed her that she would be suspended from the program for a year. However, if she has the tattoos removed, she would be reinstated without having to serve the entire suspension. So the woman hasn't been back to classes since and has decided to sue the corporation that manages the school. Her attorney basically says that the suspension is unfair on the grounds that a lack of tattoos was never specified as a condition for acceptance. Moreover, the woman is a single mom using government financial aid to help pay her tuition. So she's not exactly in a position to raise the money for tattoo removal. Mm-hmm. Because of this, the woman is seeking uh, $46,500 in damage. Um, and while many people will argue that tattoos don't interfere with a person's ability to carry out medical care, unfortunately, it's very strict in Japan. Um, They're very into the clean-cut image, particularly appearance and conduct for, you know, those people that will be on the front line. Um, Complicating the matter is that the nursing school is reliant on its graduates finding gainful employment in order to boost its image. Uh, Right now, the medical corporation is sticking by the faculty's decision to suspend the woman And opening statements in court will be made uh, last week. Uh, So as soon as I can find out more, I will hopefully have an update. But for right now, the lawsuit is a go. And um, they've decided that they are not willing to settle out of court. Well, damn, that's all I got to say. I mean, again, it does suck. But there's two sides to this. One, yes, she can fully cover up and her tattoos won't be an issue. The other thing is, you know, there are tattoo bans in public in various areas, mm-hmm. including public baths and onsens and things like that. Enough so that they've had to actually have a quote-unquote uh, foreign-friendly onsens because so many foreigners are coming in with tattoos and not being able to use onsens that they've gone to. So, I mean, this is, this is just a very cultural aspect of Japan. And obviously once more of the traditional people are out of, uh, the areas that they're in and more of the youth goes up into those areas, things will change. But until that, you know, you kind of have to realize that, you know, they're just very, very touchy. At the same time, yes, it does suck. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish her the best and maybe you know, out of this, you know, it's the risk that you have to take and standing up for your ideals, you know? 
Now, here, here's something. Now, I see this all the time on my personal Facebook. I know people who... I'm not going to say they're professional gamers, but they do go to a lot of gaming tournaments and compete. And they're always asking people, you know, for help, you know, for, like, how to learn combos and so forth. And I was also one of these people, but it wasn't for, like, fighting games. It was for, like, DDR. Wanted to play with other people, learn how they got their routines down and so forth, so I can learn how to do my timing and so forth. Now, there was a company in Japan. They will send instructors to your home to teach you how to be good at video games. You deal, a Tokyo-based company that offers internet video and video game production and PR services, has a new company or service called Game Lesson. Game Lesson provides customers with individualized one-on-one -on -one instruction on how to play popular games. It started out with lessons in Street Fighter V, um, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, Splatoon, and the collectible card game Shadowverse. And some of these instructors are actual professional gamers. For Street Fighter V, um, it's someone named Haitani, or Haitani. And for Smash Brothers, it's Specialist Abadongo. And they showed an example of Haitani's credentials where, he's, where he fought uh, Daigo Umahara, who's considered one of the top Street Fighter players in the world. And Haitani actually defeated Daigo in back-to-back -back matches. Now... The, instruct, the prices vary by the instructor, but it's going to start around, estimates around $39 for an hour online lesson. Also, students in the 23 central wards of Tokyo, Osaka City can opt in for a two-hour in-home, in-person lesson, which starts at around 11,000 yen, which I would assume is about $100, give or take. Now, when you think about it, the idea of paying someone to educate you in the ways of video games seems absurd, especially when the lessons cost enough that you couldn't say use the money to buy another game to play. But Game Lessons promoting a service the slogan, Learn from the Player You Admire. The organization itself doesn't refer to itself as a Kaite Kyoshi in any of the promotion materials or anything like that. So think of it more like the instructors at Game Lesson are tutors and teachers. Not as tutors and teachers, but like coaches, you know? And when you think about it, when you ask help for other people on how to play certain games, they do watch how you play and they give you tips and tricks on how to do this. They don't sit there and show you this, this, and that. You've got to come in already knowing how to do various things, you know? Uh-huh. So, I think this is a pretty good idea. I mean, because if you think about it, there are, you can get lessons in sports and music. Why not video games? You know? Yeah, makes sense. All right, Ari, you said you wanted the last one. All right, let me bring it up real quick and make sure it's here. <clears throat> An amazing Tokyo restaurant offers all-you-can-drink beer plans starting at less than a buck. Wow, I need to go there. <laughs> one of Japanese advertisers' favorite phrases is it's one coin. Use to describe goods and services which can be purchased using a single yen coin. Usually they're referring to the 500 yen coin, the largest denomination piece they have in circulation, which is about $4 and change. So when they heard about a Japanese restaurant chain that offers all-you-can-drink beer, wince, and shochu cocktails for one coin, the authors were pretty excited and 
were surprised to find that this the deal started just 100 yen, 86 cents. The amazingly attractive offer comes from Volks, a casual restaurant that specializes in affordable steaks and other meat dishes. Mm. The closest branch to their office is about a 10-minute walk from Shinjuku Station in downtown Tokyo. They saw a poster out of the window confirming that even though the idea of all-you-can-drink beers for less than a buck sounds too good to be true, it really does exist. Between 2 and 7 p.m., 100 yen will get you 10 minutes of all-you-can-drink alcohol beverages with 10-minute extensions costing an additional 100 yen each. The menu for the day includes... Asashi super dry, super dry draft beer, large, medium, or small glasses, whiskey highballs, shochu, shochu shower, sour cocktails, plum wine cocktails, and finally red or white wine. Clocks start running as soon as you ask your server for all you can drink plans, so they decided to time it themselves, and it said it took them 1 minute and 52.12 seconds for their first beer to arrive. You have to drain your glass before ordering another drinks. And, uh, let's see. Basically, like, takes me, like, if we're refilled, came at 6 minutes and 52.7 seconds. Since the clock stops on the all-you-can-drink plan when you go up to register to pay, they realized they weren't going to have time to order a third drink down and pay before the 10 minutes were up. But because an extension would cost just 100 yen more, they decided to go with a glass of white wine, which came to the table, you know, 10 minutes, 15 seconds in. Uh, let's see. 16 minutes after they begun the plan, they sauntered over to register and completed the transaction at 18 minutes and 17 seconds. And for some reason, they only end up charging them 108 yen after the 8% sales tax. They're not sure why, since the rules, you know, because of the rules, and they clearly rolled into the second block of time, but they only charge them for the first 10, so good for them. So even if it was for just 20 minutes, it would be an incredible bargain. And... All you can drink beer for a buck. I fucking love the sound of that. Mm, so do I. It gives new meaning to happy hour. <laughs> I'd be down for that shit, you know? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Of course, we'd all be fighting to get our, our money's worth. Got that shit right. Why? You sit there for an hour, you're only paying five bucks. True. In an hour, you know, I expect that you could drink a hell of a lot more than what you should be drinking. Hell, some places a beer costs called costs five dollars. Mm-hmm. True. Okay, I, I think we're we're done with that. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up and get into and kind of wind down. Sounds like a plan to y'all. Well, okay. one second. Um, what? it seems oh. that Rageinator was the one that was trying to get through on Skype. Oh, okay. Uh, so he posted his question in the chat. Mm -hmm. And his question is: Is there an anime equivalent to Humble Bundle where you donate X amount to charity and you get Y episodes of whatever anime? No. Um, there is not an anime equivalent per se. There is a manga, um, through Humble Bundle. Uh, occasionally, you know, you'll have your manga, you'll have your comics. Um, but depending on who is sponsoring the manga, 
if it happens to be Crunchyroll, when it gets to an X amount, you usually get a month free of Crunchyroll. But there is not a specific anime version or anime-esque Humble Bundle out there. But if you watch the manga ones and they are, you know, sponsored, you might be able to get a free month of uh, streaming here and there. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, now that we got that out of the way, again, sorry about the connection on that. Um, yeah, I kind of, I looked down at the laptop, didn't realize it was connecting to the optimum Wi-Fi. I'm just like, why the fuck is it connecting to the optimum Wi-Fi? Whoops. Well, I tried to get it back on to the, to the internal Wi-Fi. It was just forever and a day, so I'm going to have to reboot the Skype tablet and be like, well, you tried, kid. You tried. Let's do it again another time. And on that note, we will be back.
friends, uh, we're back closing things up at its at our normal time of like one hour and 45 minutes. Well, we had a lot of news to cover, so we felt it was important for y'all to hear. So, I didn't get into um, housekeeping news, but I'll tell y'all real quick. Um, on the 28th, there is no show. I believe next week we'll probably be holding off on episode our 300th um, celebration, which probably won't happen until March because of how things are going. I believe next week will be our Capticon review with Ichigo, and we'll see how, how much fun that she had, and we'll talk about the con. And that's basically the long and short of housekeeping news. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it, so... If we tell you what we like and don't like, we're telling you as is. We're telling you straight up. Now, if you want a biased opinion, our starting pay is at $10,000 per reviewer per half hour. And we know how to run the clock. Ain't that right, squad? <laughs> I ain't that expensive, so... So you're saying you're cheap? Uh, when it comes to money and my opinion of things... I will take a hell of a lot less just to make some money. You do realize at that rate, an hour and a half will get you, will, will take care of most, like 99% of your debts, right? Yes, but then nobody's going to spend that. Meanwhile, if you go a little bit lower, say, you know, an $100 for a half hour, that's still more than I make right now. And I can get more people doing it. That's why I set up a contract ahead of time and direct deposit. So after everything's said and done, money gets transferred. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. So that's where we post all of our our convention video links, cosplay pictures, anime reviews, cosplay reviews, cosplay tutorials, and so much more. And if you want to tell us what you think of the show... Drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. And check out uh, these other podcast sites where you can find our show. Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, the VOG Network forums, and on VOG Network where we air again on Thursdays. The other sites I mentioned, if you have a subscription, like a podcast subscription site you can find us through those sites as well check out our youtube page youtube.com slash anime jam session tv where we post all of our convention videos definitely check those out our twitter page twitter.com slash anime jam session follow us there for updates on our podcast conventions that we're going to and when we're posting our convention photos and videos and a whole lot more and our facebook page facebook.com slash anime jam session to everybody that's like our YouTube page, Twitter page, Facebook page on our podcast. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate that. So as you continue to like those our social media, we're going to bring you more content. And we're here on the Vogue Network uh, twice a week, live at 9.30 on Tuesdays. Encore presentations on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we're not the only geek podcast on this network, so you definitely want to check out some of the other shows. Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture. Let me just adjust this real quick. There we go. Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, and Game Bowie. And now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. 
Uh, I have to get to bed because I don't, really do not like waking up at 5 in the morning. Dude, I feel you. So if you want to bail now, go ahead and bail now. No, I'll wait. Okay. Mako-chan. I'm going to go eat some more buffalo chicken stuffed shells and watch the uh, second episode of tonight's NCIS. I might have to wait till tomorrow to catch that, but we'll see. My last words is... I've been going to, around to all my Love Live cosplaying friends playing Love Live Valentine's on their Facebook walls. Now I'm going around to all the Sailor Moon cosplayers and doing it. I didn't, yep. And as I'm doing it, I didn't realize I have maybe like two to three times as many Sailor Moon cosplayers on my Facebook. This is going to take a bit. Mm-hmm. That is it. End of list. We are getting out of here. We'll be back next week when we talk about Capsicon. So be here at 9.15 for our pre-show. So... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Oh, let's get the fuck out of here. Night! Alright. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. And she's drunk. Lovely. No. no not drunk. She's at a lush status right now. I'm not even there. Then what are you? I'm just me. What are any of us, really? I don't know about you, but I'm Batman. (laughs) You're a dumbass. Pot meets kettle, see mirror? Uh, no. You're a dumbass. Pot meets kettle, see mirror? You're a dumbass. Whatever. Good night, people. We're out of here. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressions on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!